You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Outdoor Podcast. I'm Tim Mazarana along with Dave Thomas from Bowhunter Planet. Um, today we're we're just talking amongst ourselves today, so it's going to be a little bit of a different format, but I wanted to first talk about really all that we have going on right now with Bowhunter Planet. There's a lot of different aspects that people might not be aware of in regards to our different forums and what we have to offer. I think, you know, just to kind of highlight a few things, um, you know, if you guys have not seen our TikTok yet, um, our TikTok has had a lot of engagement, which has been phenomenal for us and really the industry. We've seen a lot of new bow hunters come on, um, ask a lot of really good questions. And uh, Dave runs some really, really good uh, content through there and also some giveaways. Dave, do we have anything going on right now? Actually, we do. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. The problem is I don't know when this is going to air. So it kind uh, of puts us on the side of timing. But currently, what I am working on is the APA bow giveaway. So our YouTube hit the 50,000 mark. Uh, we'll be giving that away in April here. Um, I just don't know when this is specifically airing. But um, anybody can enter that one. It's basically free to enter. And uh, But if you are a membership person, that means you are part of the Team BHP, the live subscription on either YouTube, uh, Instagram, or TikTok. Uh, you will be given an extra entry into those based on your level. So a lot of people on TikTok who have been around for a while uh, get multiple entries People who are plus members, super members on Team BHP will get multiple entries. This is on top of your general entry as well. So there are good reasons to join the program, uh, help support and donate towards Boner Planet and uh, the outdoor podcast stuff we're working on as well. But yeah, so and then I'll throw this out there real quick for people who don't know. We do a, a monthly giveaway uh, for our donational people, basically our membership people um, and we've been trying to do a bow a month and it could be anything. It could be older bow, like a classic bow. It could be a brand new bow. I'm trying to work on doing a brand new Matthews phase four thirty three at some point this year, probably end of year. Um, but basically those are the things we're working on constantly, just trying to give back all we can. It's almost like Robin hood, Prince of thieves, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> try to do what we can to get you guys some freebies. Well, we're always looking to give back for sure, but there's different ways that you can be entered in that type of stuff. Can you go over the different ways that, that people can be entered in? Yeah. Tick, so TikTok is one of them. I think YouTube is another. Correct. But, um, yeah. yeah. So there's four, uh, three or four, one, two, three, four, about four programs. So team BHP, you go to bowhunterplant.com. You can click um, community and then go prices and plans. You can join the subscription there. The advantage to that one is you get discounts. You get a, you get access to all the discount codes. The disadvantage is you're not on those other platforms. So every one of these is separate. So they're different. They're a little bit slightly different, each one. Um, so therefore, uh, you could choose which one you like to do. Some people like the TikTok one because they like the stuff we do on TikTok as far as games and stuff goes. So they'd rather be a part of that one. Um, other people want the discount codes. They join the team BHP on the website. YouTube, uh, has access to the giveaway stuff as well as the same as TikTok, and then Instagram as well. I prefer if I was, if I'm at, you know, if you guys are asking me which one I should do, I prefer you guys do the YouTube live subscription or TikTok or the website's fine, of course. Um, but, uh, not Instagram as much. That's one I kind of want to slowly fade away from just because Instagram is kind of like a photo type place. And yes, they have subscription. Yes. We have like 30 subscribers on there, which is absolutely incredible, but it's not the easiest thing to navigate, I guess, for us to do things for you guys. That's the problem. It's a little bit tricky. 
Uh, it makes sense because they're, they're, some of the platforms are way easier to use. And well, I mean, let's be honest, some of the platforms are more friendly to uh, to our type of industry as well, um, which is yeah. where we see a lot of the growth that we have, which is why TikTok has been great for us. And uh, uh, YouTube has been been coming back in a big way as well. So we appreciate everybody. And if you are a member, you know, thanks. You know, we we can't do this without your guys' support. And, you know, we really appreciate everything that, that you guys are doing to uh, help bring the industry along just like we are. So um, you know, so yeah, so, th so this moment in time, you know, we're, we're, we're in the middle of the, the spring podcast season, as you're watching this, we've done, uh, several podcasts, you know, so far, and we're going to continue to produce those out for the, uh, for the remainder of the year, really, we'll, we'll run usually through the end of the year with all of our podcast stuff. So those that are watching on carbon TV, thank you. That's been, you guys have been amazing in regards to viewership on there. Um, you know, and everything that, that you guys uh, have contributed to, to Carbon TV and getting getting those numbers up. I, I can't believe, honestly, Dave, Carbon TV, what a great platform for just the outdoor outdoor industry in general. I know we're talking to, um, I know we're talking to McQueen in here in a couple of weeks, I believe. And I can't, I can't, uh, can't wait for that conversation because it's just such a great platform for us and for the outdoors in general. Yeah, for sure. No, I couldn't agree more. It's it's something that you got to have, to be honest. It, it works real well because because it's allowed the outdoor group is allowed to do stuff. You know, we are allowed to be a part of that with whatever you however you want to be a part of it, which is great. Um, one of the reasons I think it was really important for us to start the outdoor podcast, hunt camp fish concept, is that I really wanted this idea of, you know becoming more with nature have more opportunity to talk to more people who love the outdoors uh and sometimes that's not necessarily bow hunting right it could be it could be gun hunting it could be fishing it could be hiking mountain biking but i think my point in the story is it fits carbon tv very well because it is an outdoor lifestyle is the type of network it is it's not just bow hunting not just gun hunting it's everything hunting outdoor related period um so i'm really happy that we could bring this show and hopefully um, engage with more people in those industries, which is one of the things I was going to talk to you, Tim, about offline when we get time is just how do we reach out to some of these camper companies, people who camp that are explorers on TikTok that are, you know, camp for a, their life. They, they bought a camper and moved and live off of it. I really think those are great stories and, and important to talk about because not, not because it's specific to hunting or anything like that, because it's not, but it's specific to in, inspiration and, how do we inspire people to get outdoors and, and breathe fresh air and go to Montana, go to Idaho, go wherever, um, you know, hopefully this does a little bit of that and brings you guys that, uh, that excitement. Well, Dave, we didn't talk about the plan for today, but uh, that's a great segue into what I wanted to talk about, which was really our passions, right? So I'm going to say one last thing here. If you guys are watching on the audio side and you're not watching the video, get your butts over to Carbon TV and check out how sexy we are. Um, <laughs> you, you can see it. You can see us. You can see our faces. But I, I actually did want to take this down the road of really what our passions are. You know, I was thinking a lot about this over the last couple of weeks because I get asked all the time, you know, my day job is nothing nothing to do with the outdoor industry, right? So, you know, there's a lot of conversations when I'm introducing myself to people, we're just having general conversations about what are your passions outside of work, right? And for me, it always comes back to, and I describe myself as an outdoorsman. And I, and, and I don't always mean hunting in that regards. You know, to, to your point, I love just being outdoors. The outdoors to me is just this like totally calming, 
um, you know, place that I get to go that helps me decompress from the day to day. And like just this morning, this time of year, um, you know, it, it really amps me up because, you know, you're walking outside mid forties, you know, low fifties, little bit of rain outside and you get that, that fresh air smell, you know, from that rain coming down. And I, I just like, it just hit me like camping season's right around the corner and I cannot wait to, uh, to de-winterize my camper and get that thing ready to go. Um, you know, for me, my passions really lie twofold. It lies with camping and it lies with hunting. Um, obviously fishing goes along with that as well. I love fishing. That's actually my background through college was, uh, me, I have a degree in fisheries, even though that's not what I do for a day job. Um, (laughs) but you know, that whole aspect of being outdoors is something I love to do. And what I love about that is that my kids love to do it. You know, my kids grow up in in a world today where we're all digitally based, right? Cell phones and electronics and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it is so amazing but where we'll have conversations about what do we want to do for vacation this year? Where do we want to go? You know, we have nothing to do this weekend. What do you guys want to do? And the first thing out of their mouth, and, and I'm talking about 15 and 13-year-olds here, is they want to go camping, which is awesome. They love it as much as I do, which I love to see. And I love that ability to really get out and just decompress and relax. And that that really what it is, that's really what it is to me is the ability to just really disconnect from, you know, maybe the day-to-day that you do. So, uh, Dave, you have a probably longer background um, in hunting. I actually didn't start hunting until you actually got me into it um, right around the time that Bowen or Planet kicked off. But why don't we go over kind of your background with hunting? How did you get started in the hunting scene? Yeah, cool. Um, Before I do that real quick, Tim, I wanted to throw one more thing in there I forgot about, and I think it's important. Um, so if, if it, you know, you mentioned watching this on Carbon TV, you mentioned the audio portion of this being on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from. There is one more aspect that's pretty cool, and that is if you are uh, a membership person on YouTube, you will have full access to these videos ahead of time. So for instance, uh, we already launched the first couple episodes on YouTube for subscribers only. So there is a good reason to grab that membership program. It's to get uh, first dibs at these videos if you wanted to watch them ahead of time or be up to date, you know, up to speed ahead of Or if you just want to watch on YouTube and not on Carbon TV and you're a member, you can do that, which is pretty exciting um, as an extra bonus, I guess, is the reason we're doing it that way. So you get early access and then you get access using YouTube if that's what you want, like. Otherwise... Uh, if you want it free, obviously, you know where to get it right here on Carbon TV, no problem. Also, if you're an audio listener, it doesn't change anything for you. The audio is still available on anywhere you get your uh, podcasts from. I know a lot of people make comments to me about how they listen to the show on the way to work or whatever, on the way home from work. Um, and so they are sad when we hit, take our hiatus break <laughs> during Christmas time. So uh, I'm really glad it's back. You guys can listen to this coming up again and uh, have some fun. All right. Uh, background. So hunting uh, for me has been something uh, I got into in the 90s, I would say probably late 80s, early 90s. Um, I must have been around eight, nine years old. And uh, my brother, uh, brother Joe was real big. He got real big in archery and uh, he started um, shooting at a, a, a shop called Starlight Archery in Michigan and uh, Starlight uh, was like his place. He would start going there. I don't know. I don't know how he got into it. It's a good question. Actually, I should ask him. Um, but he started taking me cause I was like a little brother. I want to tag along with my big brother. So he'd start taking me to the archery place and 
Uh, my brother's, uh, um, for those, you know, my brother, he's a really good salesman type guy. So he's really good at talking people into things. He just is, he always has been. And so like, he kind of got me into this archery thing. He got me hooked into it, you know, at an early age. And, uh, so my friend, Jim, uh, Jimmy lived down the street and you know him, Tim, but he, he got into it with me. So it was kind of exciting. Cause we start shooting bows together with my brother. And then my uncle was a big hunter. My dad was a, I wouldn't say he was a big hunter. I think he became more of a hunter when he saw that my brother Joe got into it, you know? Um, so we started going hunting with my aunt and my uncle and my brother. And then, um, my dad, uh, in this, um, in the state game area, Michigan in the thumb. And, uh, from there, I don't know what it was, man. There's something about walking through the woods, like, with or without a bow, to be honest, is just so like mind blowing to me and so relaxing and just so free. I feel so free, you know? Um, so I, I think that's one of the biggest reasons I got into it. And then as life went on, I got into it a lot with some friends, uh, early on. I know Ron and my cousin, Brian, that became a big, uh, him and I really got into it. And then Ron came along in the, when I was in high school. And Jay Dumas, which I still know today. We still obviously work with Jay and Ron. And uh, so Ron and I did some cool stuff, man, in the early 2000s, like uh, 19, 1997, 98, 99, right in there somewhere. But we used to take, um, we had a, I had a big backyard. And I lived in the city, but I had a big backyard. And we used to take these metal pipes. My grandma used to have, like, they were pretty big, you know, like uh, stakes, big stakes, like thick metal. I don't know what they were for, something with farming, I'm sure. And we would stake them in the ground all throughout the lot. And we would take a deer, 3D deer, put it on a, a roller. And then we'd pull the rope around those stakes from far away. So someone would be shooting the boat right here. The person would be over here pulling it behind them. So it was safe. They could pull it. And the rope would you know, come around like a dolly system. And it worked just like we did at the airport the one time, Tim. But it, it worked cool. flawlessly. Yep. And um, it was so fun. I remember that because it was like you're shooting a moving deer with a bow. It was so exciting, you know. But the things I remember the most are like hunting with my dad, hunting. Uh, um, I remember walking across a field, eating an apple. I don't know why I remember that. Like a, a wild apple I picked and ate as I walked across this field. And I remember Pearson bows. I remember my brother had a Pearson bow that was when you drew the bow back, it was so flat. Like you could put a pop bottle on it and they'd mess around, put pop bottles on the bow when the limb was flat like that. And then he got a Matthews. I remember those times. I remember Hoyt cheetah martin cheetahs just some of the things i remember i don't know why for the early 90s well yeah going back and forth to those those pro shops a lot has changed over time um but but real about your hunting specifically so now we're a little bit spoiled right yeah. we got we got Nothing we like got a whole was. bunch of tree stands and heaters and you know shadow hunters out and all that kind of stuff um do you miss the old days of going out the state property and really kind of, if you will, roughing it? Mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, that was so hard, man. I don't, I don't feel like I could do it again, to be honest. I mean, I probably could, but that's like heart attack type stuff, man. It was like rough, you know, like you, you, but then you were baiting. It was different. We don't bait anymore. We were baiting. You used to carry bags of bait out have to drop it halfway because you're so tired. Uh, and this is like flat land. This isn't like Colorado or anything crazy either. It's just right. you're not used to that. You know, the worst thing not... you're walking through is like a swamp, right? Correct. And if you're not used to doing it, hauling it like that, you know, as a as a person in general, you know, it's kind of rough, you know. But 
I don't know, man. That was like, I just felt like that part of it I didn't like, but like, I want to go back there and hunt. I have an idea in my mind. Um, and trophy line has been nice enough to send us a couple, uh, trophy line harnesses to go up and do this, uh, this, uh, type of hunting. So, um, saddle hunting, you know, they call it, it's, it's pretty popular. It's newer. So I was talking to Brian about it and they sent one for each of us. And I said, we should go back this year and just go a weekend, maybe stay one night. Or even just go for a day. It's close enough, and and just try to use those. You know, see see if we could just because that's what they're made for. They're made to get in and out as a whole package. You can get up a tree, get down, and go. You know, stay perfect for that back fifteen, man, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I actually thought about using it there as well because I thought, or in Kevin's land because I thought, well, then I don't need to put much up. You know what I mean? And you don't have to go that high. You can go as high as you want. You know, some people go up twenty feet. So I plan to do like eight. You know, just so I'm off the ground, I can see a little bit better. Because again, with deer, most of the time, for what I've seen, you know, normal stands have a hard time, like tree stands. And that's only because deer know to look at them. So I feel like if I go into a random tree that they've never seen a person in and I use that system, that's the way to go. Because they're not going to know, you know, whereas a tree stand that's always been there, they know there's an object up there that shouldn't be there, you know, and they they slow down. (laughs) No, I, I, I can't disagree with that at all. I think that's also where you know, scent control comes way more into play is when you're out there for the first time in a new spot so that you don't get busted. If you're in a new spot where they don't know where to look already, um, you know, and see if there's anybody up in the tree stand where they've seen somebody before, or they see something different sitting in a tree. Um, yeah, I think that's really where scent control comes into play um, when yeah. you're out in a new location for sure. Yeah. So speaking of scent control, you know, thank you to our sponsor, Dead Down Wind and Tanks, uh, both same company, you know, the both Arcus, but the thing that's cool about those brands, I was going to say, is when you mentioned scent control, so Dead Down Wind basically takes your scent away and Tinks brings in a scent to help attract deer. So it's like a win-win, really, if you use both. And that's why, and I use both. I mean, we always do. But last year, we had so much success with Tinks. It's pretty much amazing, in my opinion. I mean, I put Tinks down, a deer coming in right away, uh, right down the trail they came in and, and right on the scent dripper. I mean, it was pretty impressive, honestly. And uh, so I'm pumped. Like, I really love that part of it. Um, and I love the idea we can take scent away, you know, by using the dead down wind stuff to keep us scent free. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the those... one thing I've learned with, with you know, Tinks and using attractants like that is that you really have to use the right one at the right time of year. Because if yeah. you don't use the right one at the right time of the year, it's completely, it, it, it won't even not matter it may even screw up your hunt yeah because uh, the deer just aren't ready for those types of you know if you're not if you're not in the rut yet and you're starting to use all the estrus and all that kind of stuff you know chances are that the bucks are gonna are gonna be like what's going on you know they're not they're not in that mo- that mode yet um and so using the right scent at the right time i think is key to that that part of it as well and obviously like you said i mean the dead down wind um we used for years and years and years i swear by this stuff it works so well i mean there's so many times i'm sitting in a ground blind right in a in ground blind something that's right there in front and i've had deer come out you know five feet in front of me yeah type of deal so sign control is huge um you know when you're in a new spot even when you're in an old spot but it, you know like everything it all depends on the situation that you're in for sure because there's yeah <laughs> there's guys that I, that I know that swear by smoking a cigar <laughs> right now i would i would i wouldn't do that in a tree stand at all but there's guys out there that like they've shot the biggest deer of their life smoking a cigar you know 
Um, That's why I like turkey hunting. You can do whatever you want. Yes. Yeah, no, turkey (laughs) hunting is is, uh, fun in and of itself. It's a different kind of hunt for sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lineup of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Down Wind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Apex Rewards, and East. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. Enter the Apex Outdoor Rewards Turkey Challenge in your state. Over $120,000 in cash rewards. Limited number of entries allowed statewide. Every bird is a possible winner. Reward your passion at apexoutdoorrewards.com. Um, I don't know. What what have you kind of seen change since you started hunting till now? Has the hunt itself changed? The uh, way that you hunt? Uh, not really. I mean, I think the gear has really changed. You know, the trail cams really changed the whole system, in my opinion. Um, regulation has changed, which is, you know, good and bad. Um, you know, to me, those are the things I've noticed the most, you know, the baiting and no baiting, like, cause that, that really does truly affect how you can hunt state land, um, and getting kids involved. It does affect that, uh, tremendously. It's, it's a bad thing. I'm not going to lie. I, I feel it's a really bad thing for the industry to not allow baiting. And I, I say that because if you can't inspire kids off the, off the get go to get them excited, you're, you're in trouble. We're in trouble as an industry. And, um, you know, I understand, I understand people don't like it. I get it. I understand it's controversial, but the problem for me is nothing to do with the deer or the science. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is if I can't keep kids involved, they're not going to want to hunt. They're not going to be excited. I'm not saying they shoot something every time they go out, but at least they see some deer. It would keep them somewhat excited. And it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, it's like one of those things where it's like you can use a tool that works, but oh, you can't use it because your government says you can't. You know what I mean? Like, well, so we've been tool, back and forth. You but know? the tool works, right? Yeah. That's the thing. It's it works, but it's okay to regulate things. I get that, but like, can't you regulate it? What what makes sense? Not, I mean, what I'm saying when I say that, I mean like two gallons, a two gallon bucket, not a five. Um, spread out, have to be a spreader. Can't be in the same spot more than once, right? Just put a whole bunch of rules to it. I'm just saying it can be done. It's just they're trying to just exempt it completely, which, you know, whatever. Yeah, blanket rules I don't think make sense for a lot of different reasons. I agree with you on that. I'm just saying, like, if we, if we, this is why it's going to be hard for the hunting industry to keep going. You know, at some point we are going to run into this. There is no hunters. (laughs) Um, You know, it's mark my words, you know, on this podcast, which will be alive for years, you know, 10, 20 years from now, we're going to be in deep trouble. You know, it's not going to be, there won't be as many bow companies because they, they won't make enough money. There'll only be like one or two <laughs> because well, nobody's going to be happy about that either because, you know, they extended seasons in certain counties in our area. They allow you to do, I think up to 10 private doe tags, you know, uh, throughout the state, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that type of thing. And Correct. that tells you that, that the herd is too big. 
right? Mm -hmm. The herd's too big, but yet they won't give us the ability to really harvest what they need to get to a point where we can manage that herd to a healthy aspect, you know, Correct, to a healthy yeah. point. But I just, listen, I, I, like I said, I, I guess my issue is that I don't like when politics has to be a part of it. I don't think yeah. that's necessary. And I don't understand, at least for Michigan, I understand every state's different. Ohio, I believe you can still bait, but like, again, you know, you have, you have, uh, you know, Schneider in there, you, you know, you have a Democrat who was in there who says no baiting. Then, then a Republican comes in and says, you can bait for eight years. Then for the next, as soon as the next Democrat woman comes in, she cuts it again instantly within like a week. Yep. It's just stupid to me. It's like not even logical. It's like, it's like, yep. It's too you know, political. Yeah. It's just too political for me. I, I can't stand it. Like, I don't care if you're red or blue. It's not the point. The point is we, this is a thing that hunters, you know, that's the issue here. Again, hunters are fighting hunters. And this is where the problem is because they have support of so many hunters. They can get away with it. No problem. You know, whereas, you know, if none of the hunters agreed to it, there'd be a big problem. Well, divided we fall, and that holds true. And we will. What's going on. Yeah, unfortunately. The sure. same with trail cameras now, with them banning trail cameras all across the country. I mean, it's ridiculous. That I can't. Yeah, but, that, that just boggles my You mind. have a product that works, and now you're saying you can't use it, right? It's right. like, come on. Like, this isn't Pope and Young, which I like Pope right. and Young, nothing against them, but they have specific rules made for specific purposes, so you go the old ways of tradition. And that's okay, but this isn't what everybody needs to do. You know, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like the squeaky wheel sometimes, you know, get, gets the food and or gets the oil and that it just it's a shame. You know, the trail cam thing, I think, is probably the biggest one that gets to me lately because it's, well, it's like, everything, Tim. Look at New Jersey, right, with that crossbow thing. As soon as the true. Excalibur drops a two crossbow bolt thing, oh, all of a sudden you can't do this. But why? You have no reason to say no to it. There's nothing bad about the option yeah. to have a second shot. The first shot. reaction is always no and we'll figure it That's out. That's what I'm saying. Who are these people? That just automatically pulled to one side so fast, so instantly, without any debate, without any conversation, without any votes. If you, it's such a big deal to these 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 politicians, then why don't they let people vote on these things? Like, okay, hey, bait, yeah. do we want bait or no bait in Michigan? Only hunters are allowed to, to vote. If you bought a tag, you can vote right now on the app. Yes or no? So you know what I'm I mean? A, like, I'm going to say something a little controversial, and, and I'm, I'm saying it intentionally, but the you know if we if we want to pull pot politics out of it then we have to be data driven right yes we have to, correct we have to manage for data and that was another thing that kind of split the hunting industry last year um not just in our state and other states as well was the whole um app right the new the new dnr app where you had to register your deer on that app within what was it 72 hours and everybody flipped out about it and everything like that. But I, I personally was all for it. I think there's some aspects of it that are a little bit stupid. Um, but I was personally all for that data gathering part of it because now we can have a real conversation about what works. So for example, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, for example, you can put in regulation that asks like that twin strike that came out from Excalibur. You know, you can ask what type of weapon you use. And if it was that, they can start tracking data of, is it giving an unfair advantage? You know, and, and, and they can- How many people even have answer. one? How no, many people even have wrong. one? You're not wrong, but that's what the data would show, right? The data Correct. would actually show that, that advantage. there's not enough out there to even, to even be of concern that, that it's an unfair advantage to anybody in particular. And that, that's what drives me nuts. And I agree with you. It's the whole politics thing that gets in the way of actual management, you know, real, real herd management and hunter management based on data. 
for sure. Why I don't understand why they put that app out if they're still sending me a survey in the mail. Like why, I got that why, too. I didn't why know either. I'm like, why do I this? need that? You know that I registered it. Are you just trying to catch me to see if I didn't register one? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, why did you send me this stupid survey if you just created you said you, you created the app to get rid of the survey because no one was yep. filling it out? That's what yep, they said. No doubt. Eh, whatever. No, no, but you know, I, I feel like this is the issue with a lot of things in our in our country as well. You know, politics instead of you know data, right? Instead of just straight data, because it's like you know people want certain things, and you know it's like I don't know. You know, I, I just I find it very hard to believe some of the stuff that we hear, and especially in the with the hunting stuff, you know. And and I anyway. All right. Well, let's talk about something fun. Yes. Um, let's Camping, talk about fishing, let, hiking. Well, let's talk first about turkey hunting. I mm-hmm. want to know whether or not you decided what you're going to be hunting with. Yes, I'm all set. I, I, so, yeah, so uh, I'm actually really excited. I, I'm, I'm working on two projects right now in the background that are kind of quiet, but, you know, one is the Apex uh, Rewards competition or you know, it's not called competition. Sorry, what are they calling it? Honey, it's a, it's a program. It's a rewards program. Reward hunting rewards program. Yeah. Uh, Apex hunting rewards program. Um, challenge. Sorry, the word was challenge. I can always get that wrong. Apex hunting rewards. Apex rewards challenge. Challenge yourself. Anyway, so I'm working on that on the side because I'm my plan is to go out turkey hunt, get this bird done, and try to actually win some money out of it. So what I did is, um. I've been slowly assembling my, my, my gear. And at the same time, I'm working on a day trip. Like I told you, I wanted to go for a walk in the woods, just a relaxing day, walk through the woods by myself, relaxing, taking in life, get some fresh air. I've been getting all my gear ready. I, my friends that are friends at elite, uh, they own a company called clutch and they have, um, they have a whole bunch of goodies that actually are just like perfect for this uh this uh day trip oh yeah cool a little stove it's got a little you know collapsible uh yep fork knife i can make some coffee out there you know i can do some cool stuff out there my goal is they gave me uh i think this is a hammock a little hammock some safety stuff uh a safety uh, anyway the point is i want to be able to squat there i'm going to make a little fire get my own you know just get like just chill out there for the day basically you know make some lunch there make coffee relax just try to take it in it's just like a day breather you know like a almost like a spa day yeah <laughs> no Wednesday. it is but yeah, i want to no. do it soon because i want to do it before the ticks come out <laughs> so my goal is like really like in the next two weeks i want to try to get out there and just walk around relax anyway um for so for the turkey hunt i've settled on a few things number one um I'm going to use the elite era carbon era. So I'm excited about that. So that'll be my bow. Uh, as far as the site, I'm not hundred percent sure yet. Right now I have a, um, a fuse site on there, which is fine. I might end up just keeping that on there. Um, I'm just switching over to Easton arrows, who is now sponsoring our test lab show. So that's very exciting. So I just uh, was getting that together the last couple of days so I can get their arrows onto the bow. And, um, as far as broadheads, you know, we talked to uh, Josh at Triple Point, and so he's going to send some turkey heads for me to to use out there, which I'm excited to try. They have a very wicked head on there. Um, was going to try that broadhead. Um, 
And then as far as videography goes, I'm going to use a Tacticam because the Tacticam gives a contingency rewards program on top of it. So like if I was to kill a big bird, there's a potential one up to 10 grand extra um, based on the fact I'm using a Tacticam. And um, I'm trying to think what the other brand is I was going to play with. I think it's called Phantom. Uh, see if I have it here. It is a call company. Uh, Deception Sense, but they own... Um, Trying to find their website here. We'll try to have them on the show here as well. But they they're called Deception Sense on on the uh, Instagram and their website Deception Deception <laughs> Outdoor Group. And they own they got some turkey stuff. So they they also have a contingency program with Apex. So I got a bunch of their stuff to play with because again, uh, it's a chance to make extra money. So I figure. I show off those products if I use them in the, the hunt um film the hunt and uh submit it and hope the bird places in the top 50 you know yep that'd be cool man I can't wait to get out there so we got to find the biggest a, bird I think we're off to a great start this year with uh obviously the podcast all the all the content that we're putting out there and the platforms that we talked about and uh, I can't wait to get the uh the hunting season kicked off with a little bit of turkey um and camping season for that matter too because that's that's right as we speak as well so i'm excited to get outdoors get this year started we're we're kind of getting over over the uh winter here and uh it's gonna be a great year dave i think starting to break out man i'm just really excited if you guys are listening and uh or watching and want to see specific companies or people in the outdoor world Go ahead and comment below or let us know somehow, you know, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to see people from Survivor, people from Naked and Afraid, people from Alive, right? I mean, those would be great people to talk to you with this concept of hunt, hunt, camp fish, and uh, try to stick to that and, and really the outdoor lifestyle. And yeah, I'm excited. I like to talk to some campers, to be honest. I think that'd be cool. Um, to some people who RV across the country a lot. Kevin be a good one to talk to about the different parks he goes to. Oh, man, so many good things to talk about in the outdoors. Absolutely, man. I, I love to do it myself. We've been going on very, you know, extended stay, you know, family trips for, for years and years here. And we're quite experienced ourselves, um, you know, where we typically spend anywhere from 30 to 40 days out and about in our camper throughout the year. So um, yeah, we're going to have those conversations and many, many more to come this season. Yeah. I think it'd be good, Tim, too, if we, uh, you know, even with our phones, just kind of film some of the stuff we're seeing at those campsites and, and then we can talk about it and actually air it on here. So people can see what we're talking about while we're talking about it, which could be kind of cool. Show Absolutely. some of those clips, Absolutely. especially things like Timber Ridge up in the Traverse city. Oh my God. It's gorgeous. Can't wait. I think Can't one wait. one thing too is just just uh, getting a handle on if you're new to new to camping, kind of what the basics are that you need to. You're not just buying if you're going the camper side. You're not just buying a camper. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you got to think about in regards to just making life easier from, you know, different hoses and what types of hoses and connections that you, mm -hmm. that you need to the dump pipes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll do an episode just on connections. We'll have Jamie on. <laughs> that, that, we'll have them walk us through a setup and we'll all be confused after that so. but thanks for joining everybody appreciate you guys once again you know check us out on carbon tv if you're listening to the audio um you know check us out on tiktok youtube bowhunterplanet.com we appreciate all of you um for supporting the outdoor industry
The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.